0: Hello and welcome. This is Jeanne from Life on Purpose Pocket Podcast. So, um, wow, it's been a little while since my last episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and for your patience. And as some of you know, it's been a time of great change for me. I've been starting to put myself out there online a bit, having tremendous fun and enjoying that process. The Life on Purpose um, course was amazing such beautiful souls there. And uh, I've been guided to talk about intention today. You know, it's amazing. It's an amazing time of the month to be intending. We're coming up to our new moon in Cancer on July 9th. And basically, it's an exciting time to understand and dive into what intention means, how to craft intentions that really work for you. And so I thought it might be fun to just share a bit about my work with intentions, what works for me. As always, take it or leave it, take what resonates and works for you, um, and maybe try some things you haven't worked with before, if that resonates too. So just before I started this recording, I actually pulled some cards and I want to share them because Oracle cards have, have always been a big part of my life, but they've circled back into more prominence and I'm being guided and called to bring them back into my into my outer work with the world more so here we go uh, it's interesting that I pulled the stag spirit which is you know it's about taking the lead and leadership and just the very fact of having a podcast for me is a step in that direction and so it's a beautiful card with the antlers and the feathers and just gorgeous artwork and then the next card I pulled was a starfish spirit which is open to infinite possibility and that's really interesting because I talk about exactly those words infinite possibility later in this podcast so that's right on point and makes perfect sense to me and then the next um card is swan spirit which is time for a deep dive and and for me that's also perfect because as i was putting together this podcast i had inspirations about you know Um, Maybe it's time to do a deeper dive into intention and and practical ways of working with intention. And um, I actually had the inspiration to do a free online mini course, which will be coming through shortly as well. So keep your eyes open for that. I also pulled the Shield Maiden card, which is about making plans and focus. And of course, when we're crafting intentions and talking about intentions, that's really what we need. We need plans and focus and the pieces of alignment that fall in with that. And we're going to unpack that a bit later on as well. So that was also perfect. Um, Also, uh, I pulled the snake card, which is about shedding your old skin. And again, you know, the new moon is about new beginnings. And it's a great time to sort of step away from the old and into the new energy. So that feels just very yummy and delicious as well. And then of course, I got the heart guardian, which is love and let yourself be loved. And for me, this is such a clear message around, you know, just do what you love. I love doing this, so I'm doing it. (laughs) Despite what my human self and any fears I have about that process, it actually is so fun and such an honor and a privilege to share my energy in this way, but also connect with each of you who are listening. Energetically, I'm aware of you, whether you listen, are listening now or um, at some point in the future, Um, it is a privilege and an honor honor to be on this journey with you. So thank you so much for your time. But let's get into today's topic, which is intention. Um, I'd like to talk about intentions and how powerful they can be I find, you know, in this day and age, that the word intentions has kind of lost some of its yummy power. It's become a bit of a buzzword. And I find it's almost like people equate intentions with goals and there are similarities there, but to me an intention is a little bit different as well. And I'm gonna explain that in a minute. Um, And I find, you know, in my work with clients often, you know, their mind is telling them that they should be intending something, but their heart and their soul are actually inviting them to consider other things, but they block it. They don't allow it either because of fear, discomfort, or just quite frankly, a lack of imagination or a lack of feeling of freedom into the possibility that things actually can change and be different. So um, there's a power in intending from a place of power rather than from a place of disempowerment or disenchantment. So we're going to talk to that a little bit as well. And, you know, there's also a difference between intending from an intellectual place and from a space of love and possibility. And we're going to talk a bit about that, too, and give you some practical examples around what can work with that. You know because when we try to intend from a shoulda coulda woulda space it's based on an energy of obligation or duty or what society we think society is telling us that we should want rather than connecting in with what feels good and you know our power is in our clarity it's in our consistency it's in our choice and it's in our pleasure you know it's in our enjoyment of life um you notice that, you know, when you do something you really love, how time flies and it just feels magical. Um, I'm sure you can think back and think of some beautiful experiences of that. I had uh, one recently shopping with a friend, and it was really magical and fun and full of laughter. In fact, the laughter was so contagious that uh, people were curious about what we were laughing about, and, and it just created this whole energy of of, of yummy goodness. Um, so, you know. When we're intending from fear or lack or obligation or a sense of duty, you know, it often lacks. It can have that joy, but often it doesn't. Um, if it's inauthentic or if there could be, a, sure, those intentions are important on some level, but are they the true intentions of your soul right now in this moment? Is there something you could align with that is going to gift you more joy, more connection? Um, and more energy so that then you can align with with other things down the track. So these are good questions to ask. And generally, although there are, you know, just it's hard to talk in specifics, but generally I find that, you know, fear and obligation breed inauthentic intentions and inauthentic intentions don't tend to come to fruition as quickly um, as others. Um, Or if they do, because you have a very strong will and that um, they can feel empty when, when they do arrive because they lack the oomph and, you know, gorgeous, yummy deliciousness of your, the power of your soul's life force. You know, they're not energized um, into sort of receiving something that's part of your life purpose, if that makes sense. It's more of a sideline, not the main meal. So, you know, the, and this, you know, these empty manifestations, it can lead to a sense of failure or perceived failure to harvest these intentions or see them come to fruition. Sometimes they just, you know, they're like seeds that just don't even sprout. And other times they do sprout, but we they don't feel delicious and yummy. They don't have that magic of delightful manifestation that that our soul loves and craves. So I'm extremely interested in crafting you know powerful magnetic soul aligned intentions that feel yummy okay they have an energy of presence to them and are authentic these intentions are essentially wishes that are crafted and sent to the universe around something you'd like to receive or experience or embody i'll say that again you know Intentions are wishes that are crafted and sent to the universe around something you'd like to receive or something you'd like to experience or something you'd like to embody. It is often helpful to have a range of intentions that we set that cover off various aspects of our being. You know, for example, I might have some physical and health intentions going on alongside emotional and mental well-being intentions, alongside spiritual goals and or physical resources I'd like to manifest. It's, you know, it's not bad or wrong to wish for like mundane things as well as, you know, lofty things. Um, We have infinite choice and possibility. A true heart's desire intention uh, taps into the energy, the frequency, the love and abundance that is available to you over fear. Over fear, disconnection and separation. So a true heart's desire intention is what I call a yummy one. It's one of those soul aligned, you know, amazing intentions that just feel wonderful to receive when they come about when they come to fruition, you know? And I and, and to me, they, they fall into the category of an ideal intention, you know? It, it has a relevance to real life, your daily life and your walk of life. Um, and it would feel wonderful to receive it. And and the point of power here rests with you. And while your intention certainly can impact others, for example, you know, when we intend harmonious relationships for ourselves um it's not that we're intending for another person we're intending to receive that and embody that for ourselves express that and um in us coming into alignment with that that of course is going to have a positive impact on others right so but you're not intending harmonious relationship for your daughter that's like the difference between I guess, an intention and a more specific prayer, which is another topic I will cover in a later podcast, I feel, getting the the guidance tap on the shoulder. Yep, that would be a good thing to talk about uh, in a future session, so I'll do that. But what I wanna come back to here is that, you know, you are, I am, you are the focus point of sovereign power directing your experience, all right? And, and it's something that when when you receive it, it helps you feel uplifted, joyful, connected, and just plain happy. Those are the intentions that, you know, are soul aligned. Obviously, you know, if you are feeling happier, this will create a ripple effect in how other people perceive you and interact with you as well. So, you know, it has that added kind of bonus, which is awesome. Quality intentions to me are like having a boat with all the steerage and navigation options and tools at the ready. You might have a motor, wind power, solar oars, um, (laughs) everything that you could possibly want to help you navigate the different conditions and weather and waves and swells that might come your way. You know, the difference between that and having a rowboat with no oars in the middle of the sea, kind of at the mercy of everything. Okay, so, you know, why wouldn't we want (laughs) to feel like we have the direction in our life? You know, at least that's how I feel. So when we declare a wish in an intention and align with it to the universe, you know, it's an early step of the manifestation process. We live in a self-organizing universe, and to create our heaven on earth, or another way of saying that is our soul-aligned, fullest expression, living our soul purpose, we have a need, in fact, a yearning to see our desires come to fruition faster and with more grace and ease. And there's a joy and a deliciousness and a sense of being in the flow and harmony and possibility that is really gorgeous with that. And the very first step in setting an intention is actually identifying what it is that you truly desire. You know, we live in a world that is full of various obligations. And sometimes these obligations prevent us from allowing ourselves to dream into and imagine receiving our biggest visions for our lives. What if you could have the freedom to dream and intend beyond your current experience? You know, and here's the thing. You do have that freedom. You know, you, you show up to your journal, show up to wondering about life show up to you know if fear and money were no object what is your soul calling from you how would you like to spend your time how would you like to feel regardless of how that may or may not differ from your current experience it's absolutely fun and enjoyable to dream into possibility for some people and um for me included sometimes this feels easier you know when I've purchased a lottery ticket because regardless of whether I win or I don't it's there's there's I believe that there's definitely a chance I could win that you know eight million or whatever and it seems to unlock this amazing capacity to get wild and free and inventive with actually if I had that money how would I spend it right? And how would I spend my time? And so, you know, sometimes purchasing a lot of ticket can can be a spiritual activity. It helps you dream into what may be possible um, beyond your current experience. So a good intention connects your internal world and journey with your outer manifestation. It's like a, a navigation post, but it also because we live in a self organizing universe, it's, it's a declaration and a choice and we're going to talk about that in a minute, but it's a bit like planting seedlings. Some will thrive sooner than others and some will need tending to more frequently. More action steps and alignment on your part, keep choosing it again and again, just because it doesn't, if it's authentic and it's real and it's not showing up for you yet, that doesn't mean it's not on its way. Um, there just might be more steps and a different order of things that need to happen first, which is why it's great to have lots of intentions running and to update our intentions frequently. And I tend to do it on a monthly basis with the new moon. So intentions planted at the right time in the right way will thrive better than those that are born in the intellect only. That's just something I've really noticed in myself, in my clients over the years. And you know, in my work facilitating wishing games, um, readings, and in my own work around the cycles of the moon, I've seen firsthand the power of great intentions and the joy and satisfaction that comes from receiving our heart's desires. I love getting those emails and text messages from clients saying that they've received their wish, um, that their intention has come to fruition. And largely it's because they've they've gotten really clear, they've crafted that yummy intention and we've workshopped it and got it really gorgeous. And they've got out of their own way. They've aligned with it through a process of life or the process of the game or, you know, whatever they're doing to allow them to be open to receive it. So what gives an intention power? For me, you know, setting an intention is actually an act of co-creation with the universe. I approach this process with, with rawness, you know, realness and reverence. I also call in divine helpers to help me take actions that align me with what I wish to experience as, you know, my human self can need some support, especially if you're on a growth of, you know, a journey of growth and change. Like I am at the moment, it's, it's fricking scary sometimes, you know, Um, but it's nice to call in all the support and then watch the magic unfold and, um, and feel the love and support that is available to us when we take those steps. Setting intentions, it's it's also about claiming our truth and our powerful choices around what we are available to experience and welcome into our lives. Um, So, you know, with this, I have found that the words we use have a huge impact on the quality of the intention. Having said that, you know, your feeling and the clarity in your own self about what you're open to achieving and receiving does go a long way as we live in an energetic universe and the universe responds to our energy, but we can become more masterful in crafting and creating our intentions with, with even more clarity, focus and power. And that adds to it. It's like, it's like, I dunno, it's adding a high octane fuel to it. Um, which, uh, you know, it, it starts to focus the energy in a different way. For example, um, Language is powerful here. So for example, you know, beginning an intention with the words I want has an overlay of perceived lack. I, I, I want is different to I wish. Do we wish to convey and affirm recurring lack in our world and our life? Well, for me, I really, really don't. So an optimized intention for me affirms and acknowledges, you know, the infinite abundance and the infinite possibilities of this universe we live in. In a sense, you know, the the intention, it is both a prayer and an invocation, as well as a declaration of what you choose to express, experience, receive, and embody. In a sense, it is both a prayer and invocation, as well as a declaration of what you choose. You choose, you're the point of power to express, experience, receive, and embody. And in this way, it also has a similarity to an affirmation, you know, and affirmations are great. They're, they're universal law and action. What we place our attention on grows. And the more authentic and um, conscious we are in empowering our affirmations, um, the more power they hold as well, rather than coming just from the intellect or those other spaces of separation that we have previously mentioned here. So an intention can be a divine declaration of the truth of who you are and the truth of what is possible. So, you know, I prefer to create intentions in one of two ways. Either I wish to, or I am, are my two opening phrases. And some examples of this are, you know, I wish to be a clear and loving channel for divine guidance in my work. Another version of that could be I am a clear channel and deliver accurate, uplifting and empowering messages to my clients. So that's an example. Can you sense the energetic shift in both statements? I wish to be a clear and loving channel for divine guidance in my work. Of course I wish to have that embody that and experience that. But then also I am a clear channel and deliver accurate, uplifting and empowering messages to my clients. It's a statement of fact. It's a statement of truth and and the energies it's subtle but it's there. I tend to use I wish when there is a perceived gap between my experience in the moment, and what I wish to be experiencing in the future. You know, so it can be helpful to use a wishing statement when raising your frequency out of a funk, or a bad mood, or a state of disconnection from your soul. So sometimes, you know, I wake up and I'm having a bad hair day. I don't particularly feel like seeing clients in that day. Um, You know, I'm just whatever, didn't get a good sleep, or just feel like I need to up level my self care. And in those moments, you know, it's appropriate for me to shift out of that and into raising my frequency and vibration. So those that know me well know that, you know, dancing, singing, drumming, dinging bells, (laughs) prayer, joyful noise, all of these things um, really shift energy for me. And I need to do that before, you know, if I'm not in the right space before a reading, I have to get myself there. I have to raise my frequency. I have to connect with my soul. And so that might be a time that I use an intention consciously, like, you know, I wish to release this funk and align and be ready for my work today. I wish to clear it quickly, please. Thank you. Okay. And that's kind of like a declaration, an affirmation and a prayer all in one, particularly because, um... You know, I'm always calling on my spirit guides, my spirit helpers, the angels and guides and my divine soul to help me with this. And it works, you know, play with it, try it. Um, It can also be helpful when, you know, using the wishing word, when intending something that is perceived to be in the future, such as manifesting a new house, a new car or a new job, etc. There might be a few steps between now and then. And so um, sometimes it's more comfortable to say, you know, I wish to manifest, I wish to welcome, I wish to invite, I wish to embody, I wish to receive XYZ. And, you know, it'll show up when you've aligned with it, basically, pretty much. Um, And in divine timing, especially if that is something that you keep choosing, again and again, and keep being available for. And sometimes being available for something means not being available for something else so that we have the space to welcome it. The I am statement, you know, on the other hand, um, is, has the energy more of a a quantum portal that immediately connects us to the infinite abundance and receiving in the now, you know, I use the I am statements frequently when affirming and intending things like optimal health, optimal energy levels, and optimal emotional states of being as I choose to bring forward the experience of embodiment of these states. So the I am speaks to me of embodying something now. And for example, um, I am calm and safe in the flow of life. I am calm and safe in the flow of life is an excellent intention to hold in affirm firm during uncertain times or when we're feeling anxious. So, um, you know, Although the new moon is a great time to to hold intentions, um, also any time is a good time to hold an intention. It's never a bad time to hold an intention. It's just that we can harness what's happening with the planets, and the cosmic energies and forces to leverage that, you know, to add fuel to them, to make them even more um, focused and magnetic, and have us kind of an energy momentum, if you like. But you know, there's no need really to get bogged down in semantics. These are just a few pointers that work for me. And if you have another languaging way that really feels yummy and delicious for you, please use that, you know. Um, Some other things, tips that I I do is that, you know, I always take care to affirm and intend in the positive. For example, if you had the intention to release self-critical thoughts, you might choose to intend to be more kind and loving um, rather than using that word self-critical in your wish. So for example, it could be something like I wish to offer myself loving kindness in every moment. I am the embodiment of loving kindness to myself and others each and every day and in every way. So you see that the word self-critical isn't even in there, but the essence of what you're wishing for to, you know, wishing to align with is okay. And that's really important. Um, Intentions also serve to reveal to us our power, our choices in language is the way that we express that power. And so being mindful of our language is a really good idea. And. I find, you know, a helpful way to identify intentions that serve the flow of my life rather than buck the trend or feel like I'm running at a brick wall um, is to pay attention to what's going on with the planets. For example, we've just recently, not that long ago in June come out of a Mercury retrograde. And I just, I really suffer that energy. I feel it very heavily (laughs) whenever it's around. And so this for me is a great time to intend along the lines of simplicity. Um, You know, that technology and equipment functions smoothly without hassles or breakdowns. Um, So one way we could frame that is something like my tools and equipment serve me well. Another intention theme to hold during times of Mercury retrograde is harmony. My relationships are harmonious. Everything is working out. I wish to experience grace in my work, self-love and kindness. I easily forgive as appropriate. And that's like one of my blanket Mercury retrograde... (laughs) intentions because I just know I know in advance that I I struggle with energy and I also know through playing around with this that when I uphold the that intention that I just mentioned I do swim better in those waters you know things do tend to feel easier I also like to set intentions and begin projects with the new moon each month Um, for example this month, July 2021, the new moons in cancer. And there are certain themes that I will actively leverage in my life and intentions that align with the gifts of cancer. For me, um, this what highlights for me is around nurturing relationships, family and in my home. And of course, there are other things too, which we go into more in depth in the new moon online class if you're interested. But um, those are the three main themes that really pop for me this month. And that means I can cultivate intentions that support those areas of my life, my family, my relationships, and my home. Each new moon creates possibilities around harnessing a different planetary influence. And I find that working with these cycles in depth you know, it adds a level of goodness and connectedness and groundedness to my intentions, which at times for me can get a little bit woo-woo, a little bit out there, um, or maybe really focused in the realm, one one area of my life and kind of forgetting to cycle back and intend consciously in other areas of my life. So working with the planetary cycles, it grounds me, it helps me, and it makes sure I kind of cover, you know, every month, there's 12 months, 12 planets, Um something different and and everything gets a bit of attention during the year. So that way I'm not neglecting things and this helps to anchor me and also honor the wheels of change that are always in motion. Another way that I love to get inspiration around intentions is through throwing the cards, you know, different decks tend to speak to me around different subjects, themes, or purposes. And if I draw a card asking, what is helpful for me to align with to to move forward regarding x y or z um, the card will often have a clue for example i just drew a card dragonfly spirit and the message of that is truth transcends illusion so here's an invitation for me that i could take up to intend to be available and willing to see and act on the truth in my own life as opposed to the ego based stories I tell myself and can get caught up in at times. So I might uphold an intention such as I am willing to see the truth in every situation and to choose love over fear. Note the word willing here, you know, it's intentional. As I'm aware that my subconscious resistance to change may try to block this worthy intention. Another way that I uncover helpful intentions is to. Um, to hold is to journal about what I truly desire. When we allow ourselves and give ourselves permission to hold wishes for our lives, we can then actively choose those desires according to what feels most relevant at a particular time and phase in order to gain traction with the wheels of manifestation. So knowing what we actually desire is very, very helpful with that. So in summary, my intention tips are Um, you know, basically, you are the creator of your life. What are you creating, right? Take stock. What are you creating? And if you don't like it, you know, make some intentions to change it. How can you best utilize intention to create greater alignment with your soul and, and your true heart's desires? Another great question to journal on. And be mindful of your language. Stay positive. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, It disconnected from recording. So we were at the summary of intention tips and be mindful of your language. Stay positive and affirming. Be mindful of the season and what feels relevant and important to you now. What are the planetary influences that are happening and how can you align with that? And what do the cards throw light on for you to consider? So just um, a little bit of summary there, um, some points to consider. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to dive further into aligning your intentions with the new moon month by month, please join me. This month, the New Moon in Cancer online gathering is this Saturday, July 10th at 7.30 p.m. New Zealand time. It is recorded. So if you're in a different time zone, you will have access to the replay. Um, But come together, come together with us for an energy update, interactive readings and intention workshopping to get to the yummiest vibes as well as an in-depth practical look at what intentions can best serve you at this time in this particular month. And we will also finish with a, a... guided meditation as well so if that is something that you know you'd love to to join us for you are very very welcome to register for this event um, or to get on the list for future ones uh, please reach out to me by email at heartcenteredpsychicreadings at gmail.com and that's the uk spelling so h-e-a-r-t-c-e-n-t-r-e-d-p-s-y-c-h-i-c r e a d i n g s at gmail.com i very much hope you'll join me bye for now till next time